So in this particular episode, what we basically do is we pick sections of the conversations that we've had in the month, then we put it together so you can learn the key lessons in just 10 minutes. That's all we want to do on this particular episode. So going forward throughout the year or even for years to come, at the end of every month, the last episode, this is the kind of content or the kind of message that you are going to hear. In this month of January 2024, we had a couple of people on the show. We spoke about Jack Ma cultural differences with Albert Oka, Gamel Lata Sumajan, who we had on the show in season one, also came to speak about the importance of having a support system and the importance of vulnerability and um, how it's able to strengthen relationships. And then I also came in with the purpose of whatever we are doing. That is basically what this episode is going to be about. You are going to hear us doing the Titans Wrap at the end of every month, where we are going to share with you something brief, something short, and something that is able to capture the key highlights of all the episodes that we release in a month. So stick and stay, enjoy as we delve deeper. So before we proceed on today's main episode, I want to have an agreement. So if you would pause here, go to the subscription button, press on it, follow the show. And if you would share the show with five people in your circle, then I want to make a promise to you. What is this? I want to tell you that because of what you have done, we will make sure that we bring on to this show the most insightful and the best people to share with you actionable ideas and insights to help you improve your life every single time. That is what we are going to do on the show. So do that, come back, and let's delve deeper on today's episode of the Titans Podcast. I'm actually going back and I'm trying to reflect on the things that I, I did for myself. Isaac is just one of them. You actually rose through the ranks from a team member to a team leader to... Uh, you rose through the ranks to even become the director. You've been a leader through all these experiences. What are some of the um, what are some of the leadership lessons that you've learned that you're actually applying currently where you find yourself. All right, great. So, um, um, same for me. I think Isaac has really helped me um, throughout my my journey in the university and even to now. Um, for me, if I had not joined the organization, <laughs> I don't be doing what I would be doing for now because Isaac has even um, shaped me and has even helped me in my career path. So, uh, I learned a lot through, through the organization right from the systems to the people in the organization. So um, just some lessons I learned throughout my experience, and then I just want to share a few. So uh, one will be on emotional intelligence. So as a leader, like you mentioned, I, I rose from being a team member to being a vice president to being a um, director of operations. And then one thing I, I learned throughout the journey was how to be emotionally intelligent. Because as a leader, you you be leading a lot of people, uh, a lot of people under you. So there's a way you need to communicate with the team how to respond to their concerns. If it's very very key, very very critical that um, you get to be intelligent emotionally when you're dealing with a lot of people, because all these uh, all these things will contribute to your success as a leader. So for me, being emotionally intelligent was one thing that I really learned. Because at, at a certain point. 
you see that their job becomes overwhelming and then you still have to be emotionally intelligent. You still have to have a way to respond to your team members and also communicate with them too as well. So that's one thing I, I really learned throughout my journey in Isaac. And then also how to celebrate my wins, even beat small wins, how to celebrate it. So I, I'm sure that when I was when I was in the organization, yes, uh, being a vice president, I achieved certain things. But then I, I felt like I was not doing enough, right? And so one thing that the people in the organization taught me was to celebrate my, my wins, be it small. Even if it's one person, if it's, if it's one client, I was able to sign up. I should be happy about it and know that um, this life is a journey. And so uh, there's a lot to achieve, right? There's a lot to achieve. So you might not be perfect now, but then just know that um, there's a long way ahead of you. So there's a lot you can do to achieve some of these states. And so that's, that's, that's really beautiful. I mean, you've spoken about emotional intelligence and then celebrating your wins. I mean, is is being vulnerable as a, a as a man part of the whole emotional intelligence thing? Well, well, I, I think it, it's it's part it's part because um, as a leader, you need to you need to be vulnerable, whether a man or a woman. You need to be vulnerable so that your your people or the people under you could you know rely on you on certain things and can communicate with you if anything should happen. You should be vulnerable, should be able to be vulnerable so that some of these things, your your team members can communicate with you and that they would not feel, um, they would not feel, there would, would not be any distance between you and then your team members. So I think being vulnerable is, is very key. It's very key. Okay. That's, that's true. I mean, I mean, for me, where I grew up, <laughs> I don't know, maybe, I mean, Ghana in general, we are not even taught to be to be vulnerable on any level, especially if you're a boy or you're a man. And if you do that, you are seen as a weak guy or something of that sort. But with you being, I know you to be a workaholic, somebody who is always trying to do his best and then be as productive as you can. How do you overcome your failures? How do you take failures? Because some of them can be really, really hard. And if, if you know Isaac, if you've ever done anything related to Isaac, you have goals that you need to meet, especially as a country director. You have objectives that you need to meet. How do you, how do you, how do you deal with your failures? Oh, so <laughs> what did, what thing that I, I did? In fact, let me, let me say that. One thing I one, let me say that uh, when I was in Isaac, um, I had a lot of failures. As I'm sure a lot of people saw me out there and thought that, oh, this guy is achieving a lot, but they didn't know that I had some failures in the organization. So for me, one thing that I did was that I would rely on my support system. So you need a support system. Um, no matter who you are, you need a support system. So what I did was to always rely on my support system to make sure that if if I lose or there's a failure, I can get on these people, communicate with them. If there's any help they can give me, they do that to us all. And then also, uh, one thing I, always, I usually do was also not to give up. Anytime I I, I, I feel I feel like anything, I make sure that I, I become consistent and I persevere. So uh, I remember when I was in an organization, I had applied for a lot of opportunities. I applied for a lot of leadership roles. And some of that, I got rejected. I got rejected for some of the roles. 
I'm pretty sure some of them, some of my team members might think that, oh, this guy, when anytime he applies for rules, he, he gets those rules. But they, they didn't know that some of the rules I applied for, I got rejected. But anytime I get rejected for some of these rules, I'm sure that I'm still consistent. I still apply for more rules. And so that's one thing that I usually, I usually did when I was in the organization. Anytime I face failures or anytime um, there are rejections. So, yeah. I think heavy is the head that wears the crown. You know that. And hmm. I mean, me too, but uh, me too. So then, then how do people who are close to you, when you communicate like the real niggas in your circle, how then can no say, okay, so in actual fact, you too, Charlie, you have your bad moments, you have your bad days. How then can no say, Charlie? It's not that easy as it looks like. And do you think that those people who are in your close circle, who understand where you are, what what benefit do you think, or what what kind of opportunities really and space do they give um, you to actually be yourself, express yourself, and also express your weaknesses? I think that's one thing I've learned over the last couple of years. So for most parts, what I realized is that the reason people were making this assumption was because for most part, I tried to like just hide my weaknesses and just show people my strengths. So they're not wrong for assuming that I have things figured out. But um, what happened was that with my very, very closest friends, I started telling them people, um, telling them the things I was going through and my struggles. So I'm really thankful for like my close friends. So I told them a lot of things that like when I have bad days um, and then I have a lot of support. So in, initially I thought that, oh, maybe if I told people that maybe I'm struggling or having a rough time, they might think less of me or something. But eventually I found out that no, it actually builds stronger bonds, like build stronger friendships. So whenever I tell them that, oh, child, this is what I'm going through, or these are, I can't do this. Can you help me with this? And they're like, wait, I actually thought you could, you could do that. I'm like, no, I, I don't understand this, or I don't know how to do this. Can you teach me? And the more I was reaching out to people and showing them my weaknesses, it also made me a better person. And also made me like generally a good friend. So I think that's been something I've learned over the last few years, but it's been very, very instrumental um, in my personal growth. Word. Mostly you have to navigate a path that nobody has done before, especially from where you come from. So how do we get the best minds to leave themselves behind even when their mortal bodies fade away? How did he do it? We never even gave him an opportunity to come speak to the young ones about what he has done. We never invited him over to share anything with us. We just saw him as somebody who was just doing his own thing. There are lots of people like that, gone with the knowledge they had because we just didn't ask the right questions. So if you ask me why I come here to record and why I spend time to do this, then I guess the answer is that looking at how quick life can be and how fleeting it is, it is the goal of the show to share with you insight and timeless ideas that will stand the test of time. In the past 12 months, we have done pretty well. 
In a previous season, we shared with you insights and value across different areas, marketing, philosophy, relationships, and productivity. We brought on people to share practical and actionable ideas with you for the past 12 months. Amidst all these things that we are doing, sharing the pod, making sure that it goes as far as it can go, the most profound moment for me was when a guest um, sent me a screenshot of a listener who had been convinced on why he should celebrate his small wins and how that can propel him to do greater things. That was when I knew that we were asking the right questions and we were getting the right answers. And that's what we want to do more on this particular season of the show. A show on which we share with you actionable ideas and insights to help you improve upon the life you are living and make your journey faster without you making the same mistakes that we did. Paraphrasing what Steve Jobs said, I would want to say to you that, so here's to the ones who want to improve, here's to the lifelong learners the decision makers, the leaders, the men and women who want to have the hard conversations, the people who want to brighten their corners where they are. Here is a place for you. Let's do this. Before you go, if you have not subscribed to the show, kindly tap on the subscription button and do that. If it's on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, just tap on the show and then give us a follow. Turn our post notifications on so that anytime you release an episode, you will be in the top 1% of people to ever hear us. Do you know what you do for us when you do these things? Okay, let me tell you. You help us to build more credibility and build more leverage, which helps us to be able to get more people on the show to share with you insightful ideas and insights so we can make this community better as we make progress. So that is it. If you have not done it, kindly pause here, go back, tap on the link, like the show, share with five people in your community, and then tell them about the Titans podcast so we can consistently um, bring you more value and then make sure that the community that we are trying to build is able to make some progress. Thank you so much for sticking with us um, through this month. We wish you the very best and um, ciao.